are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. As always, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to get all of your auto supplies. And you know what? It's also probably the easiest place to go. And you know what? If you can get cheap and easy, is there anything really more that you want? I say no, and I think you say no as well. All right, we talked a little bit about uh, Coach K some Arizona basketball in that uh, last episode. Now, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people in this community love talking about, and that's U of A basketball recruiting and, believe it or not, a little bit of U of A football recruiting. Now, I'll get to the football here in the second segment, but let's start with some names that you guys all should know when it comes to U of A basketball. And the first one on that list is Shadon Sharp. Now, this is kind of the new era of basketball right here in that he's a kid from Canada, and he's at Dream City Christian, basically par for the course for a lot of kids that are going that new route, that are going and looking and saying, well, I don't really want to go to a public school. I think that I can get a better basketball education, for lack of a better term, here at in basically a feeder school. So that's where he is right now, and I think that's where the U of A is going to be recruiting a lot of these guys. Now, on the court, this kid's fantastic. Now, you look at some of his ratings, and some people kind of have him in that mid-four-star range. I'm no expert, but when I watch him, especially at that shooting guard spot, he's athletic, he can shoot, and I think just as importantly, he's getting better game after game, week after week, month after month. He doesn't look like he's stagnant, and it looks like he's got the kind of progression that you're going to need. Now, we don't really know what kind of chops Tommy Lloyd has as a recruiter. I stuck up for him when they lost out on Ty Ty, Washington, Arthur Kaluma, because I think it's next to impossible for a coach to just step right in there and say, yeah, I'm going to be able to pick this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy after essentially, what, a month on the job? And we've talked about it before about how recruiting ex- – expectations probably shouldn't be the same under Tommy Lloyd that they were for Sean Miller. And that's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons behind that, but talking with sharp, he's obviously, and his mentor, Dwayne Washington, they're very interested in Arizona. And I think it's going to be something where it's going to be up to Lloyd to be able to sell the vision of the school, because this is kind of the kid that you look at and you think to yourself, that's an NBA player right there. He would be a breakthrough recruit in that aspect in that he wasn't somebody that Lloyd was in on at Gonzaga, and he gets to Arizona, and you know what? Shadon Sharp becomes the next Arizona Wildcat. Again, who knows if he does, but I know that that's going to be somebody that they are going to be prioritizing, and they're going to be prioritizing for the foreseeable future. Another kid that they're going to be prioritizing is a kid from Seattle, Corin Johnson. Now, A lot of people wonder, when Jason Terry was brought in, well, that should make recruiting Seattle easier, no? And on paper, you would certainly think so. But, and I will say that I am a little little surprised, but Terry really hasn't taken a role as a lead recruiter on that point. 
Now, I think at some point you really need him to be that, but he's gotten high marks for how he deals with the guards, about how he coaches the guards. Sean Miller obviously liked him, and Coach Tommy Lloyd likes him. So, you know what? If it's good enough for those two coaches at this stage, it's certainly good enough for me. But this is a kid in Johnson, another guard out of Seattle, that Arizona needs to try and be able to get because he's a Seattle kid, and Jason Terry has known about him, and he's certainly known about Jason Terry for almost his entire adult life. And for people that are wondering, in the Seattle community, it's basically Jamal Crawford. Obviously, he didn't go to UW. And Jason Terry, as far as guys that just hold the ultimate street cred, for lack of a better term, with these elite-level prospects. Corin Johnson's a guy that he's got to get. And Arizona wants him. And But it's going to be fascinating to see because this could also be a Nolan Hickman-type situation where he ends up at Kentucky, basically, because he gets so good and, you know, maybe decommits like Nolan Hickman does as well. But anytime Kentucky enters the equation, it's going to be a little bit of an issue. And I think Johnson has that aspect to him. But it's going to be on Jason Terry to be able to get that inroad and keep that foothold, keep that stranglehold in there because the kid speaks very, very highly of Jason Terry. Now, one more guard that I wanted to give everybody a little bit of an intro to. His name's Amari Caraway. It's not often I'm going to talk to you about a Tucson-level prospect, but there are guys that have come by in the past, and they looked Arizona good to me. I thought at the time Arizona should have recruited Terrell Stoglin. I would offer Terrell Stoglin without thinking about it. But new era, new age. Amari Caraway is another kid where you look at and you just know that he's different, especially in Tucson. I always tell people that when a kid enters the equation in Tucson, you generally know very early on, is that a Division I player? Because they just stick out. Now, sometimes there's limits to where the guy is. Now, he might look like a high D1 player, and he might kind of settle in that mid-level tier. But you can generally tell a Division One kid in Tucson by the time they're a sophomore, ranging from Terrell Stoglin to, heck, even a guy like Evan Nelson. Evan Nelson's a case of what I was just talking about, the ex-South Point point guard who's at Harvard. Harvard's a great fit for him, and due to a little bit of a lack of athleticism, he wasn't able to be quite that next caliber guy. Caraway's an interesting guy. I don't know that he's going to stick around at Pueblo, but I know there's a close family connection there. But if he does, I would recommend everybody listening here go check him out because he has the look of somebody that does isn't really from Tucson and that he is slick with the ball. And it's generally something you don't see a lot in Tucson. Generally, guys are more straight line drives. He's slick with the ball. He's quick. He's not a run-jump great athlete in that manner, but he's very quick, and he can do everything you need from an athletic standpoint. He's that type of guy. Now, it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens, how his recruitment goes, but I know Arizona has reached out to him already, as has Xavier and some other West Coast schools. He's certainly a guy that I think, even with minimal progress, will be a mid-level Power 5 guy, but you watch him and you think this could be a kid that could be that next level. Now, the thing that you got to wonder about is can he continue to improve his shooting? Because right now he's a very good shooter. And if he can continue to use that as a trump card and to be able to use his quickness, to be able to use the variety of moves he has off the dribble, he's a guy that 
think we could be sitting here in a year and looking at it and saying that's a top 100 kid, that's a top 50 kid. Again, it's always difficult to be able to tell exactly how a kid is going to be able to work and how he's going to be able to improve during his time in Tucson. But if he sticks around, this is a guy that's going to have a chance. Again, I don't want to sit here and tell you that he's going to be an NBA player, but anytime somebody does come through Tucson, you have an idea that, all right, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And Amari Caraway is the epitome of somebody to keep an eye on. And you know what? If you watch him, you also probably have an idea that he consumes a built bar because he's a pretty well put together kid. And generally, kids aren't well put together in this day and age if they're not utilizing a built bar in some way, shape, or form. So I don't want to speak for Amari Caraway, but he's well on his way to becoming a Division One athlete. And it would not surprise me in the least if. In spare times, he's consuming a built bar before games, after games. As always, happy Friday, Tucson, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. We've got a new sponsor we've added to the equation, and that's Made In. Now, I think a lot of people are bored, you're upset, you're a little bit frustrated that you have to go to the store, and you know what? You're having to get overpriced cookware, overpriced knives, cutlery. That's where Made In said, you know what? we can come in here and we can be your knight in shining armor. And that's exactly what they've done. Made in has made it easy for everyone to be able to consume the kind of food or excuse me, to be able to cook the way that they want to be able to cook and to be able to do things they want on a budget that I know a lot of people have that's tight, including myself and made in is probably the place that you should be able to go and be able to find what you want. All right. When Jed fish was hired, I was very skeptical, and I'm not going to lie, I'm still somewhat skeptical of the hire. But the one thing that you can't really question is that he has, at this stage, he's he's done everything right. He, from reaching out to alumni, to being open, to recruiting at a pretty high level, Jed Fish has done well. And I was talking with my guy Jason Shear the other day, and he told me, he said, wait till you see this recruiting weekend that's coming in here. And a lot of these names won't mean anything to you, but I'm going to break them down and tell you exactly who they are. So first and foremost, you've got a guy in Karan Adams. you got Colston Loveland, Trey Emery, Sterling Lane, Isaiah Johnson, Tristan Monday, Russell Davis, Jamarian Briggs, and Karan Chambers. I just named off four four-star kids right there, including some guys who are amongst the best players in their class. Sterling Lane is a linebacker who will be able to go anywhere. Now, Arizona might not get any of these kids. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke and tell you that, you know what, Arizona is going to be bringing in a top 15 recruiting class. But the fact that they're even able to get these kids on campus right now is absolutely impressive. There's just no other way around it. Kevin Sumlin came in with this motto as, you know, a a great recruiter, and you generally didn't have anybody come on campus that was a high-rated star until the end or somebody that he was connected with at Texas A&M. But Kevin Sumlin was obviously a disastrous hire. It didn't work out. But Jed Fish is doing everything right at this stage in the game. And I think the one thing that we look at and you wonder is, how is he going to be able to recruit in-state? And I know we've talked about it before, but going to talk about it again right here Chandler High School is just a high school you have to get into and you don't need to get all the kids but you need to get some of the kids 
because each year you're going to have six, seven Division One players, and a lot of these kids are going to be high D1 players. Now, I'm not expecting you to go against Texas or Oklahoma and be able to get those kids. That's not realistic, and I don't think anybody thinks that's realistic. But you need to be able to get kids that might have a preference of staying home, might be in that low four-star, high three-star range, and look and say, you know what, I'd like to be an Arizona Wildcat, or I'd like to be able to stay in state and see what these schools have to offer. And Karan Adams is a perfect example of that. This is a kid that is going to have a lot of options when he's ready to decide. He's a recruit that you look at him and it wouldn't surprise anybody if he had some NFL ability to him. I mean, he's that type of a player. And Arizona has prioritized him. He's going to be here on campus. And just think about it. That is such a juxtaposition from last year at this point where you weren't getting anybody on campus and the people that were coming on campus weren't really high-level kids with the exception of maybe one or two. So Fish has shown that, you know what, he's going to try to recruit California. He's already got a quarterback out of Servite who had some legitimate options here. You got a guy in Jonah Coleman who, while small, is one of the better all-purpose backs in the country. So you see kind of what his template is right now. He wants to be able to recruit California. I think he's taking a little bit of a page from ASU's book there. And honestly, I have no problem with taking a little bit of a page from ASU's book when it comes to recruiting because whatever they're doing is working in that aspect. And then you've got to be able to keep some kids in state. And that starts obviously in Tucson. And he's done a good job of offering the kids early that need to be offered that everybody looks at and says, yeah, that's a kid that you should probably get. He's done a very good job at that. And now he's trying to reach into Phoenix and get some of these kids from Hamilton, get some of these kids from Chandler. And these are schools, too, that were essentially off limits to Arizona, even under the Tomey reign. I mean, I've talked with Brad Alice uh, a lot, and he's covered Arizona football for longer than I've been alive. And he would always talk about, even when Tomey was recruiting well, there was something about the Chandler schools that was just kind of a no-fly zone, for lack of a better term. And that's where I think you need to be able to get into. And I think Jed Fish has done a good job at that. Now, this this will all go out the window if the first game of the season, Arizona is losing, you know, 28 to nothing, and you have a two-win season, which I think is a legitimate possibility and you're going to see where exactly your fans going to be at that point. But you know what? Let's not borrow trouble here because so far so good with the Jed Fish era. And he's shown that he's got a an ability to at least be able to get kids on campus. And if you can get kids on campus, that shows that there's still a little bit, a modicum of interest in what you have. Because most of these kids aren't going to just go to a school like Arizona and visit for absolutely no reason. That's generally not how these things play out. It's a different situation entirely. So I look at it, and I think to myself, man, he's done a great job so far, and we'll continue to see if he can build upon this. It'd be nice to get maybe a couple commitments in here before the season really gets started, and maybe you get some losses falling in there. But right now, Jed Fish, I applaud, and it'll be interesting to see how these kids enjoy their time and I can tell you here on Locked On, we'll be able to report on that next week. Appreciate you guys staying with me. Um, obviously, took a couple days off here for uh, the holiday weekend, but we will be back with you Monday. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.